Genesis chapter 12, and you can remain seated as we read it. It says, Then the Lord told Abram, Leave your country, your relatives, and your father's house, and go to the land I will show you. And I will cause you to become the father of a great nation. And I will bless you and make you famous. And I will make you a blessing to others. I will bless those who bless you and curse those who curse you. And all the families on earth will be blessed through you. It says, So Abram departed. As the Lord had instructed him, and Lot went with him. Abraham was 75 years old when he left Haran. Tell your neighbor, leave Haran. And finally arrived in Canaan. Traveling through Canaan, they came to a place near Shechem and set up beside the oak of Morah. And at that time, the area was inhabited with Canaanites. Then the Lord appeared to Abram and said, I am going to give you this land this land to your offsprings. And Abram built an altar there to commemorate the Lord's visit. And after that, Abram traveled southward and set up camp in the hill country between Bethel on the west and Ai on the east. And there he built an altar and worshiped the Lord. And then Abram traveled south by the stages toward the Negev. Amen. Let's pray. Father, I pray that, Lord, that you would just continue to draw men out, Lord God. That you will continue to call families and people, Lord God, to go out and to do a work, my God, that you've called us to do. And the work that we do, that many people will be blessed through it because you've called us to it and you've anointed it and you've blessed it, Lord God. And Father, I pray that, Lord, that you would just use me today, that you would move me aside. And Lord, that the Holy Spirit would just flow, my God, through the aisles and into the hearts and minds of your people. Lord, we thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord. Now, here we see in the life of Abram that this call of Abram was a call, first of all, to travel with God. Amen. You know, God called us out of the neighborhoods. He called us out of different places, the jails. He called us out of our workplaces. He called us out of our misery. And sometimes we think that, you know what, that God called us just to bless us. But how many, I want you to know that God called us to travel with him. That God was going to lead us. That God was going to, you know what, go with us wherever we go. And so we need to understand that the call of God upon our life is a call to travel with God. And that's an awesome thing. This, this shirt here, it's a nice shirt, huh? On somebody, uh, this is a Nelson Mandela presidential uh, shirt. But I bought this shirt in Cape Town, South Africa, and I, I I thank God because see God took me out of right here out of Decoto, right in this next city over here, and you know God called me and I found myself in another country. Uh, he called me out of Ur. Of the Chaldeans. And you know what? He called me to another place. And right now I can thank God that, you know what? I was able to go over there and be a part of the work that is going on there today. And God is looking for men and women right now. I thank God that this is United We Can Day. Because you know what? Some of you are going to be on the foreign field one day. Some of you are going to be waiting for that United We Can check. Come on, somebody. You're going to be praying for more members. God, Touch that church in Hayward. Come on, somebody. But here we need to understand that God invites Abram on a journey, and that's what he's done with me and you. 
one that will be long and difficult. And that's what, along with me and you, it's going to be difficult. Can somebody say amen? It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be challenging. See, today God is still calling people to journey with him. And it's not going to be an easy thing. One that, require, that required Abram everything that he could muster. Because Abram was 75 years old. He wasn't a young pup anymore. He had been around for a little while. And you know what? I'm talking to some of you that, you know what? You might be a little bit older right now. You might be on the, going down the backside of the hill. Amen? Oh, you guys don't hear me? Are they awake? No, just kidding, just kidding. But, you know, we should start getting older, and you know what? And we think that, you know what, that we just leave it to the young guys, leave it to the young people. Now, let me tell you something here. Abram, God called him when he was 75 years old. And, and Abram, the thing about Abram, when you read the story, is Abram doesn't speak in this story at all. He asks no questions. He makes no excuses. He, he doesn't refute any of the tests. He doesn't complain. But Abraham does what God calls him to do. No matter how difficult it is. See, one thing, God doesn't show us everything because we might not go if he shows it to us. If he shows us the difficulty. If he shows us the trials. If he shows us the, the hard work that we're going to we're going to do within our life and what it's going to take for us to make it, to accomplish everything that God calls us. But he gives it to us in glimpses. The glimpse that he gave Abram, he said, you know what, I'm going to make you a father of many nations. What a great promise. And how many know that that promise is for me and you? It's for us today. Abraham doesn't search for any hidden stories or anything like that. But I believe that if Abraham, or Abram at the time he was, if he did any soul searching, he was probably wondering, why would God want me to do this for him? And we go through the same, we ask the same question, right? Why would God call somebody like me and you? Somebody that, you know what, that makes a lot of mistakes. Somebody that's done a lot of harm, that's committed many great sins. But how many know God is a God of love? And God sees our heart. God knows us. God knows that if, you know, we could just catch a glimpse of him, if we can just hear his voice, that, you know what, and he can, we can get on the right path as that we could accomplish a lot for God. See, God speaks, and with ears of faith, Abram listens. Abram figures out that his job to join God on his journey is not going to be easy, but God is going to be with him. See, Abram goes, he has his wife with him, he even has his nephew Lot, but he will quickly and frequently discover that God is his traveling companion. Huh? You know, we all, those of you, we've been married 29 years, some of you have been married longer, some of you less, and you had a plan that, you know what, you wanted to do this, you want to do that, and you want to do this for your children, and... You want your children to go to school, the best colleges and all that stuff. And those are good things. But how many know that God has another plan? Yeah. Huh? And, you know, I think about when we, me and Yolanda set out many years ago. Matter of fact, we got married right here around the corner down, which street is that? Uh, Second Street, right here at, uh, up the street. But, you know, we set out and had all these dreams. But who know one year later after we got married, that I would be hooked on crack cocaine. Huh? 
And that, you know what, that from that time on, that, you know what, that, you know, we would go through all these things that we went through. We had three kids, and I would be, lose job. We would lose our, the place that we lived at, and I would be going through drug programs and counseling and living in my car and hanging out in crack houses in Oakland, Hayward, you know, all, all over the Bay Area, just smoking. Some of you know what I'm talking about. Don't look at me all holy. And, but you know what? See, you know what I, I think about is because me and Yolanda, we actually met when we were young. Huh? And our kids used to tell us, how old were you guys when you met? We used to say 18, <laughs> 19. But actually, I met, I was 14 years old when I met Yolanda. And, you know, she just loved me so much, I, you know. I tried breaking up with her, but she wouldn't have it. Actually, it was the other way around. But we met real young, you know what, and things happened, and we went this way. Because I believe that God put us together for a purpose. It took me years to realize that God had a plan for us. That no matter what we went through, you know, what other people thought or seen, that you know what, that God had something divine, God had something purposeful for our life. And now I know and I believe that, you know what, God put us together many years ago for a purpose and a reason because he knew that one day that we would be right here, that we would be serving him and that we would be a part of an awesome church like this with awesome people that's going to impact the world, that's going to be, you know, do and be a part of a team and do whatever God has called us to do. <clears throat> but here we see Abram at 75 years old that God comes to him. And speaks to his life. See, some of you, you've been living your life one way. You've been going, you know, doing the things the same old, same old, like year after year. Uh, you know, you might have a career or you might have a passion for sports or cars or, you know, cheerleading or whatever this is. But you know what? I believe one day God's going to come to you and he's going to say, you know what, my child? It's time for you to get up out of Ur and move on towards Canaan. Amen. <clears throat> See, I know that there's Jeremiah's and there's Samuel's out there that hear the call of God when they're young in their life. See, I didn't hear it when I was young. God was speaking to me, though. How many of you got When you were young, even God was already, God was speaking to you. I used to have a friend that used to come across the street from, from where me and my, home, my homeboys used to hang out on weekends and at night and just hanging out, you know, partying. And, and a brother used to come over and share the word of it. He would come over with his Bible. Huh? And he would tell us, hey, man, God loves you. God has a plan for your life. And, and come on, you know that when you hear the word of God, even when you're young, it's interesting. Man, we would, would kind of get captivated. We'd find ourselves in the living room, and then he would leave, and then we'd go get drunk or go get loaded. In our <laughs> but it captivated us for a minute, right? God, because coming on God's word doesn't come back void. Well, this brother always came over. This guy always came, you know, he, we'd be out there at 3 in the morning, 4 in the morning, 5 in the morning, and he would come across the street. Hey, guys, how you doing? Huh? And matter of fact, he used to come to this church here in Hayward. A lot of you know him, John Lopez. He used to come to us, and, and but you know, how many know we weren't hearing it yet? Uh, we weren't ready to surrender. But Abram was a man who surrendered all. See, this is a call 
to journey with God. God's calling you and I to walk with him. And on a United We Can Day, you know what God is calling us to go across the world to reach many people. The other thing is that not is this only a call to journey with God, but this is also a call to trust in God. Amen? Now notice how much of God's promise is still undone at the end of the story. God told them that he was going to go to a land, that he, they were going to occupy it, and they were going to take possession of it. But how many know that the land was already occupied? Huh? Not only that, but Sarah and Abram were homeless at the time. And it really must have blew Abram's mind because he said he was going to be the father of many nations. And here he is, 75 years old, and he hasn't had a son yet. He don't even have an heir yet, a true heir to the throne that is from his wife. And so he's probably, you know, see, God sometimes comes to us and he tells us things. He says he's going to do things within our life, but we're looking around and saying, how's that going to get done how is, you know what, that's impossible. How's that going to happen? I want you to know that we serve a God of impossibilities, that he can do all things. And if he's telling you, if he's telling you, you know what, and he's calling you, you need to accept it and move forward towards Canaan. See, that's what Abram did. He didn't let the circumstances, you know, dictate what he was going to do. You know, God, God he, he had tests, he had to sacrifice his, God told him to go sacrifice his son. Huh? And he took his son, you know what, and, and his dad was like, where, his son was like, where's the offering, dad? <laughs> and his dad, what is his dad? He said, God will provide. Yeah. Huh? You see, God wants to get up, me and you to a place where we're trusting in God. And you know what comes out of our mouth? We're not looking at the situation. We're not looking at things negatively. But we're all, what comes out of our mouth is, you know what, God will provide. <laughs> Amen. We're going to have a new church. Why? It's because God will provide. God's going to come through. God's going to heal your marriage. God's going to save your son. God's going to do a work in your life. God's going to equip you. Why? It's because God is faithful. Amen? See, this is the beginning of the call of Abraham, or Abram was his name at this time, to trust in God. Not himself, not his talents, not his ideas, not his, you know, his own work, not in his friends, but to trust in God. See, we need to learn, that's what, you know, what God is trying to do to you and me is just to get us to trust him with everything, to let everything go. See, we think that this is a story, you know, a lot of people look at it and they, they say that Abram was called to take possession of Canaan. And even the Israelites, we see the Israelites were called, you know, to take, to go into, uh, into the promised land. But it's more than that. Yeah, we're going to take possessions. Yeah, God has called us to conquer nations. But more than that, see, God is trying to transform you and I. What God is doing is he's actually trying to get us to release what we have, already have. Oh, you guys don't hear me. God is trying to get me and you to release what we have in our possession now because we have to let things go. So that he told Abram, he said, hey, leave your family, leave your country, leave your household, leave, you know what, leave everything behind and go to where I'm calling you to go. And God is telling us to go. What he's actually telling us is to let go. Huh? Oh, you don't hear me. See, over the years I've learned is that God 
has been stripping me little by little. We're trying to hold on to this, trying to hold on to that, and we're trying to make this happen, and we're trying to do things. No, God is calling you and I to let go. Let it go. <laughs> My granddaughter's going to start dancing over there. I sing that. She got me singing. She has this little microphone. It's just like this. And you push the button, and it lights up, starts singing, let it go. <laughs> Maybe we need to get, do that for, the, for all, the, all the people in the house of God, huh? <laughs> See, instead of taking hold of the land that God called Abram to, Abram will spend the rest of his life learning to let go. And, to, and, and not just possessions. See, God's calling us to let go of our doubts, to let go of our fears, to let go of our idiot, Pastor Steve's called them idiosyncrasies up here, in, you know, he said, cucarachas. Right? Up here in the head. Let him go. And that's what God is doing. Man, he's stripping our minds. Somebody was talking to uh, Brother Augie was talking about a transformed mind on Thursday. Powerful message. And that's what God is doing. God is trying to transform our minds so that we can let go of all the stuff that's up here and all the stuff that's in here so that God can make us into men and women of courage. Amen. See, we need to let go of all kinds of passions and let go of all uh, of, of things we've learned over the years. Let go of our doubts and let go of different things so that we can go and do what God has called us to do. See, God's goal is to bring, God's goal is to bring Abram to a point where the only thing left is God. And that's, what God God's, that's what God's doing. You're going to see over the years as you walk with God is that God has taken away things within your life. He's trying to change your mentality. He's trying to change the way you raise up your children. He's trying to change the way you deal with your finances. He's trying to, you know, change the way that you deal with people and the way that you, you know what, man, that, the anger issues that we have and the greed, the pride, the selfishness, so that we can let it go. Amen. And this takes tremendous courage, amen, for us to trust God. And to, you know, to let God provide. To, you know what? God's going to provide. See, Abram won't get there just being a better person, and neither will you and I. By making a few minor changes, by tweaking a few things in our diet and in our health, we won't become a person God has in mind by reading just a few more scriptures or a few more. No, you know what? We need to let God get a hold of us. We need to place ourselves. We need to place our heart. We need to place our mind. We need to place our thoughts in the hands of God and let see what God thinks. See what God wants. See what God desires so that God can lead us in the right way. <clears throat> Our thought usually is if God needs something from me, I need to try harder. Or I need to try to read a few more books. And those things are good, but how many know that those things only take us so far? See, trying harder doesn't deliver what is promised that God wants to promise and to deliver within our lives. But it's going to take us letting go and letting God, trusting in God with everything that we have. See, you and I, we have to enter a lifetime of training. You know, Vetti's good. Bible studies, uh, all these different things, prayer, meetings, church, everything's good. But you know what? It's going to be a lifetime of training. It doesn't end. 
We've got to continue to press in to the things of God. It's not going to just happen, you know, because we're trying a little harder. It's a lifetime training with the Lord. Especially if we're going to answer the call of God within our life. See, it will be through a, a, a transformed life from inside out by the power of the Holy Spirit that will allow us to accomplish what God has for us. See, we've got to do everything we can to give ourselves over to God. We've got to give everything over to God. We've got to give our study over to God. We've got to give our prayer over to God. We've got to give our worship over to God. We need to confess our sins over to God. When we serve, it's got to be unto the Lord. When we give, it's got to be unto the Lord. Not so that people can see what we're doing. Not so that the, the pastors can see or the leaders. Or, but it's got to be unto God. You've got to do what you do for God. The reason I'm here is because God. I mean, I love my pastor. I love his wife. And I love all of you. But I walked into church in 1993 on a Thanksgiving day. And God changed my life in an instant. And there was a powerful man of God preaching a powerful message. That was Pastor Tony. Huh? Pastor Tony was on his way to, uh, in a few days, him and his wife, they were getting ready to leave to Brooklyn. Right? Ready to leave to New York. They were getting ready to s step out. They were getting called out of Ur, Ur. Right? And they were going to Canaanite. They were going to go conquer the land. But I would bet to believe that he would probably even say today that when you look back on hindsight that, you know, God was stripping him. God was taking things out of his life and their life and their marriage. And that's what God is doing. Amen. Sometimes we think, you know, we're going to go conquer, but we are. But God is also going to conquer us as we let go of things. See, instead of us trying to prove ourselves, we just need to put our hands in our life in the hands of God and trust God for all things. Trust God to move. You know, a lot of times, you know, we rely on medicine and we rely on, you know what, our instincts. We rely on our emotions. We rely on people. But how many know that we got to learn to turn it over to God? I mean, God uses those things, but a lot of time it's at the last, last minute. Amen. And we need to know that we need to trust God now. Tell your neighbor, you need to trust him now. See, God is trying to transform us. It's not about how good we are because we've all made mistakes. Even Abram, he, was, he lied a little bit. He lied about his marriage. Huh? Jacob was a, was a conniver. He was like one of the guys in the neighborhoods. Moses was a murderer. David, man, he was a Dr. Smooth. He was trying to get, you know, he was... He was trying to swoop. Huh? <laughs> Solomon too. Solomon had all kinds of ladies. Huh? And money. He was balling. Solomon was balling. Huh? Samson was a womanizer too. Peter, he had anger problems. Right? And he lied. He did all kinds of... Paul was just off the hook. Paul was one of those guys... Actually, Paul was one of those guys you want on your team in the neighborhood. Huh? Paul's one of them guys that, you know what, he was crazy, and he was smart, right? But still God had to transform them. 
He had to transform their, you know, everything about them. What do we have in common with these men? In an uncommon way, they gave everything in their lives over to God. They gave their needs. They gave their passions. They gave their agendas. They gave their plans. They gave their pride and their fears, their hearts, and their minds and soul over to God. And that's why God was able to use them in a powerful way. So you and I, you tell your neighbor, let go. Let it go. Now, I also notice here in the story, if you read the story about Abram and his father, who was, come on, Bible scholars, who was his father's name? Terah, right? If you read a few scriptures before, the Bible says that Terah took his son Abram, his daughter-in-law, Sarai and his grandson Lot and left Ur of the Chaldeans to go to the land of Canaan. It says, but they stopped at the village of Haran and settled there. The Bible doesn't say, but before Abram was called to go to Canaan, we see that his father was already on the way. Huh? But you know what? His father got caught up in, in Haran. I don't know what happened. The Bible don't say what happened there. But he stood there, it is said, to, you know, five years to seven years. And then he got sick and they took him back to Ur and he died. And many Christians today, God's calling us to Canaan. God's calling us to go out to Canaan and so that God can, you know, what to do a work in our lives so that we can do a work for God. But many Christians get stuck in Haran. Huh? And you get old, you get sick, and I won't even say it. <laughs> but God is calling us to Canaan. See, many of you, you know what? You're stuck right now. You're stuck in Haran. You've camped yourself in Haran. God came and he moved you out of the place where you were. He moved you out of that dope house. He moved you out of that bad marriage. He moved you out of that place, wherever you were at, that place of struggle, that place of, of, of uh, bondage. And God brought you out of it. And he told you to go to Canaan. He said, I got to work for you. I got great things in store for you. But a lot of times we settle for Haran. There's a lot of Haran Christians today that are stuck. But I want to let you know that God has called you and he's telling you, you know what, to move on, to move out, to move back towards Canaan because I have places for you to go and people for you to meet and people for you to bring a message to. See, if you stop in Haran, don't stay there. See, Abram's journey picks up where his father left off. He's following in his father's footsteps. And, and it's, it's heavy because here his dad was already on the way. We don't know if God called him. We don't know if, you know, God put it in his heart. And we don't know if, if Terah was going to be the father of many nations. But here we see that after his dad died, uh, God calls Abram to go to Canaan, to Canaan. And he doesn't stay in Haran any longer. He moves and he heads out to do what his father was, uh, on the same journey his father was going 
He was going the same way. And it, and it tells me that, you know what, that, you know what, that our children are following us. Huh? In other words, his son finished what his father started. And that tells me that, you know what, that our kids, you know what, we're going to do great things for God, but our children are important. Our children are following us. And what we don't accomplish, our children are going to rise up and do and finish the job what God has called us to do. Case in story, Pastor Steve. Huh? I mean, not that he didn't want to. Pastor Steve was on the move. Pastor was doing great things. But for some reason, God brought him home. Huh? And we got little A, I'll call him Abram just for. Uh, <laughs> but you know what? He's picking up the mantle. And he's still heading out. He's, he's marching towards Canaan. He's, you know what, doing what his dad called, showed him, what his dad called him to do. And you and I need to understand that God is taking us, that so we need to, you know what, get up out of Haran, if you're in Haran, and get going towards Canaan. <clears throat> Abraham's call connects with something that God had already started through someone else. And that's what we're, I mean, God started his work a long time ago. And we're just extensions. God is taking us because we're an extension. We're doing something that God already started. Look at it, 1967. I like that commercial. Well, pastors, 1967, God called Pastor Sonny. And he put a vision in his heart to, you know what, to go out and to reach a nation, to reach nations and people all over the world. And guess what? We're still a part of it. Well, we got to let go. God's not done. There's many nations to reach, many inner cities to go to. Many people are dying. Many people are hooked. Many people are in bondage in Haran. But God is calling us, me and you, to go and to bring them out and to show them the way to Haran. I mean, to Canaan. So we got to show them the way. Like what Eric, man, he goes into the, the LTA, he goes into South Garden. And he says, you know what, man? God wants to take us to Canaan. Come with us, man. We're on a journey. We're going somewhere. We're going to the promised land. Everything that we do and that God calls us to. We can inspire people. You don't have to live there. You don't have to stay there in Haran. But you can move out towards Canaan. <clears throat> see, one of the things we need to do is to see where God is already working, and we need to jump in. Amen? The second thing you see here in, in Abram is that the Lord told Abram <clears throat> right here that he told him to go. Amen? And how many know, like I said, Abram, he didn't ask no questions. He didn't complain. He didn't speak back to God. He didn't even speak. He just did whatever God told him to do. And the Bible says here that, in verse 1, it says, And the Lord told Abram, right? It says, The Lord told Abram. And then in verse 7, the Bible says that, And the Lord appeared to Abram. See, in the beginning, God launched Abram out. And after Abram listened and he went, then God appeared to him. Amen? See, a lot of times we're waiting, we want God to show up, and then we'll go. Huh? 
But here we see in Abram's life that God called him and he told him to go and Abram left. He went. And then God showed up. Amen. And then after that, what does Abram do when God appears? Well, he began to build an altar. Huh? When God appeared in his life, Abram began to build an altar. He, in other words, he began to sacrifice. Huh? How many of you God has appeared in your life? God has shown up. God has shown his power uh, here in this church. See, that, see God, God showed up to me here. And this is why I sacrifice here. This is why I give my time here. This is why I give my, my heart here, my finances here. Why? Is because when I walked into Victory Outreach in 1993, amen, 20-something years ago, my life changed. Huh? You know why? It's because these men, that man right there was on his way to Canaan. And my pastor, he was always on the way to Canaan. He was traveling and doing things. A homeboy of mine was on his way to take over the church in Vallejo. And you know what? I just, man, look at these guys. I was saying, look at these men. Man, these dudes got, they got faith. They got courage. And I said, I want some of that. I said, I want some of that courage. Huh? Not that kind of courage that comes from the bottle. Huh? I'm talking about courage that comes from above. Huh? Courage that puts a dream in a man's heart, that puts a vision in a man's heart, that challenges a man's heart to say, you know what? I don't care what I got to do, but I'm going to do whatever God calls me to do. Amen? And I seen men like that going out. I said, man, I said, I want some of that. Amen? And it's exciting, man. It, you know what, man? Even today, whenever I hear Pastor Sonny, man, I, he just touches me. Because he's a man of faith. He's a man of courage. And he's still out there. He's old. He's up there. I'm like, oh, I don't want to call him old, our founder. <laughs> bless, bless him. <laughs> uh, erase that, please. <laughs> But Pastor Sonny, man, you know what? That guy, his eyes are like, uh, they're like beams. You know God's work, God's moving in his life. And you know what? Man, we're, we're an extension, man, of, of, of what God is doing. God is separating you. God has something special in store for you and I. But, you know, we got to learn how to let it go. We got to let go of things. See, listen to the words of the psalmist. It says in Psalmist 66, 5, it says, Come and see what our God has done and what awesome miracles he has done for his people. Amen. Build an altar. Remember your encounter with God? Maybe you need to begin to record what God is doing in your life. Maybe you need to record what, when God, you know, done an awesome miracle in your life. God has done so much within our life. And sometimes we forget about them. Sometimes all we can focus on is uh, the hardship we're going through. But how many know we need to build memorials? Abram built altars. He built places of sacrifice. Man, United We Can is a great place to sacrifice, to give your finances to. Me and Eli, we've been members for, God, I don't know how long, nine, I think since it's almost started. We got a low number, right? Our number's 70. Nine, one, nine, four. 
Amen. We got a four-digit number. <laughs> Started so long ago. But it's a great place to sacrifice. It's a play, great place to give unto the Lord. It's a great place to, you know what, to give to God because God is not done with us. See, there's some of you, God's not done with you. I know I'm speaking to somebody today. Because, see, you know what, sometimes we stay in Haran and we get sick. That's what happened to, to Abram's father. Sometimes we let sickness. And sickness, you know, sometimes we got to slow down. But how many know we can still pray? And we can still give. And we can still pray for the other brothers that are going out and doing a work. But today, now I'm almost done. I believe that God is trying to build men of courage. Men that are going to go out. Men that are going to step out of, of their own, you know, comfort zone. That's what happened here to Abram. God gave him great promises. How many know we got great promises? Huh? We got promises to reach treasures out of darkness. Riches hidden in secret places. We're going to stretch to the right and to the left. And, and guess who, he's, who we need to stretch? Huh? Or you can stay in Haran and, and get comfortable. I'm not saying everybody that stays here is comfortable. Well, I'm, just, I'm just saying our mindset. We get tired or we just get lazy and we, you know what, we don't want to sacrifice. We don't want to go to prayer early in the morning. Huh? We don't want to, you know what, go to this event or that event. Abram let everything go. He let his, his family, he let his, his country, he let, the, you know, see God sometimes, it's not so much even just family. So God has to get us sometimes away from the things that we like, the things that we put before him. We all have things that we put before God, you know. Double-double, you know. We could join United We Can or we can get that double-double. That's a battle, huh? <laughs> you could become a dollar-a-day giver and just downsize, huh? Get the single. Huh? Don't get the animal fries, animal style. Don't get the uh, the shake, but just get you can even get just get water. And you'll save a, over a dollar right there, huh? Let it go. <laughs> it's little things, amen, that we can do. See, God says what right? For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster. To give you a future and a hope. And, you know, I believe that Abram, man, he, that, he wore this around his life. He wore this as a jacket. That he knew that God had a plan for him. He knew that God wasn't going to harm him. He knew that God had a great hope and a great future in store for his life. Amen. And so we need to recognize what God is doing. Amen. Within us. And what God desires us to do. And we need to remember all the times that God came through. God's came through many times. You can come up, Brother AJ. But God has asked, God is calling us out of Haran. Some of you are stuck in Haran. Sometimes we go back to Haran. Huh? I mean, come on. I, you know what? Let's be honest. We get stuck sometimes. And when you're stuck, you need to remind yourself, you know what? I need to get out of Haran. Huh? I need to get out of here. 
Another thing that Abram did is he, he went down to Egypt. Huh? On his own. God didn't call him there. The Bible doesn't say that. He also went to Egypt. That's where he lied about his wife. Look, anytime we go back to Egypt, we're going to get in trouble. Abraham found himself in trouble in Egypt because he went to a place that God didn't call him to. And anytime we go back to Egypt, we're going to get in trouble. Huh? See, a lot of guys leave the home. They say they have a plan to go to Canaan. Huh? But they get stuck in Haran, and then they take a detour to Egypt, thinking that it's going to be all right. It's a curveball from the devil. Huh? You couldn't hit it even if you were on steroids. Huh? You couldn't hit it. God's, the enemy's lying. See, God has a plan for you right now. See, your Haran could be in the home right now. You might be in Haran because God's training you. God's doing something in your life. And God's going to shoot you out when you get out to Canaan. Amen. And you're going to be blessed. Look, when you, when you head towards Canaan, you're going to be blessed. God's going to bless you. He's going to, you know what, heal you. He's going to give you all the desires of your heart. He's going to save your children. He's going to heal your marriage. And he's going to do great and mighty things within your life. But you got to keep going towards Canaan. It's not going to be easy. Like Pastor used to say, the Calvary Road is a rocky road. Huh? That's why we can call Jesus' death Good Friday. That's why when you march out towards Canaan, get ready to get blessed. Huh? Get ready for God to bless your life. Go ahead and stand with me. Amen. Praise the Lord. And number one, like I said, that thing is that, you know what? It's, it's not about conquering. It, I mean, God wants us to conquer, but I believe more than anything that God wants us to let go. In order for us to conquer and to do what God's got, called us to do, you got to let go. You got to let go of what you want to do and do what God wants you to do. Is it your will be done or God's will be done? See, I believe God's been tugging at hearts. You know, we've been talking about conquering. We've been talking about raising up an army. We've been talking about, you know what, putting teams together. And I believe God's been, you know what, speaking to some of your guys' hearts, some of you men, some of you women. You know, some of the women are sitting back saying, I wonder if my husband's going to catch it. I wonder if my husband's going to rise up. And they're just waiting. They're just saying because they're behind you. I thank God because many years ago when I came into the church, my wife wanted nothing to do with me. But through the scriptures and through the promises of God, I had brothers saying, you know, God's going to, they were telling me, God's going to heal your marriage. Don't worry about it. Just keep praying. Just keep showing up. Just keep giving. Just keep doing what God's doing in your life. And your wife is going to be sitting right next to you. Then God gave me a, you know, a heart to, to go out. He gave me a vision to go on and go out and to, to go and 
to a foreign city. And when God placed that in my heart, of course I thought, that was my thinking. I don't know if my wife would go with me. I don't know if she'll, you know, I don't know if she'll do it. And God said, be quiet. He said, I'll take control of her. You just pray for her. You don't need to say anything. He said, just do what I called you to do. Be faithful to me and pray for your wife. And I remember my wife, I remember we were at the ballpark right here at Weeks Park. And I remember my wife going, asking me, are you ready? She told me, huh? Are you ready? Are you ready to go? If they ask you, but she didn't know they already asked me. <laughs> But that was a confirmation because I was at a mighty man of valor. And I remember Pastor Al, man, preaching about going and about, you know what, letting your life go, quitting your job. And I remember the Lord speaking to me. I was broken. I was so broken. Matter of fact, they had to, they, I was on my knees after the service and they came and tapped me and said, you got to go. You got to get out. But I was just so broken because I know God spoke to me. And the presence of God was all over me. And I, so I said, okay, I, I and I walked outside, and I walked out the doors of the old campus where they built the old church. And I walked out the doors, and somebody from the church walked up to me and said, there you are. He said, Pastor Steve wants to know if you want to go out, if you're ready to go. And I, I felt that as confirmation from God because God spoke to me in the service. I went outside, and the man of God spoke to me. And then God confirmed it, amen, through my wife. See, but God is waiting for men of courage. And I, I want to open up the altar. And if you say, you know what? God, I, I feel you tugging at my heart. I know I need to let things go, some things that I need to deal with. And I need to turn over to you. But I need you to give me the courage. And to give me the heart. And to give me the mind. And to give me the faith. And to learn to trust in you, Lord God.